I figured out why Trump took the documents, concussions are back, and we need to talk about a couple of heroes in New York City. It's the I Can't Complain podcast. Some of you guys are probably expecting a kinder, gentler, happier version of John today because it's my favorite holiday. It's Labor Day. Well, guess what? My Labor Day's already been ruined before it even started. Fox Business is going to tell us why. Because there's a shortage of ketchup, salsa, and pasta sauce. It's ruined my holiday before it even started. Fox Business, take it away. The most trusted source in in cable business news. I don't know what their slogan is. That's probably, that's probably what it is. Let's hear from this farmer. Tell, tell me why my Labor Day's fucked before it even gets started. But the drought in the West has set them back. God damn right there's a drought. Look at it. It's dry shit out there. This is this is your pizza sauce. This is your ketchup. My pizza sauce and ketchup are growing in this field, according to Farmer Bruce here. This isn't just, you know, my issue. This is everybody's issue. Damn right it's everybody's issue. Who doesn't like a little ketchup on their fries? Every once in a while. I'm an American. I expect ketchup to be on demand around me 24 7, 365. I never go anywhere without ketchup being within an, an arm's length of me. Um, so we've been short in 19, 2020, 21, and we're going to be short again in 2022. Oh, God, they're going to be short again. Start hoarding ketchup now, ladies and gentlemen. Fox Business has already ruined Labor Day. I hope you weren't trying to have ketchup on your hot dog because guess what? Not this year, because there's no ketchup to be had. If you were eating ketchup on your hot dog this Labor Day, go fuck yourself. That's what I have to say. I'd never put ketchup on a hot dog. I don't even like ketchup that much. I was bullshitting with you guys. But there's a shortage. They'll find a way to fuck your day up one way or the other if you pay attention to the news too much. And I have been somewhat paying attention to the news. I never took Trump for a reader. I'm going to be honest with you guys. Up until he took these 800 documents, I never took Trump for a reader. And I think I know why he took the documents. He had no intention of reading those documents. He's never read anything in his entire life. That should be his defense. But he never had any any intention of reading these. He should just say, Your Honor, I'm on uppers and fast food levels of sodium 24-7. The best I can do is possibly peruse and skim these. There's no way he can sit down and read documents. That man doesn't read anything that's not a scroll line across the bottom of CNN or Fox News, the ticker. He only reads the news ticker. He doesn't read shit else. He might have other people read shit and paraphrase it for him. But he doesn't read shit. You can't be on that many stimulants and that level of sodium and still sit down and read a book or read documents. Read classified materials. Trump wasn't going to read shit. You know why he took those documents? And I'm pretty goddamn sure of this. Trump just wanted to make it look like he reads, like he's an intellectual. That's the only reason he took those documents. Those documents had one purpose. And that was, those were to serve his ego. He could show them off to show people that he reads. Let's imagine a scenario where a business leader from Sri Lanka has come to town to visit Donald J. Trump. And he's down at Mar-a-Lago. Donald Trump is somewhat surprised by him. Donald Trump didn't know he'd be coming, so he's not dressed so nicely. He's coming from the tennis court, and he's sweaty, right? And there are people around Trump, because of his age, they think he's losing it a little bit, and they're concerned that one of his balls is going to slip out the side of those shorts 
and the business the businesswoman from Sri Lanka is gonna file a suit. That's what they're concerned about. But Donald Trump's got something up his sleeve. He's sitting on that couch with her. They're about to close a deal, almost closing the deal, almost closing the deal. But he needs one thing to put it over the top. So what does he do? He summons his errand boy. That's right. He summons his servant. And what does he have prepared? He has a cart. It's a cart. And on that cart are papers. Not placed on that cart, mind you, but strewn on that cart. Just loose papers all over the cart. And he summons his errand boy to push that cart very slowly in front of that couch, right? And not even acknowledge him so much. Just like he's transporting documents from point A to point B. And at that point, one of the documents falls off the cart. And Donald Trump says, boy, look there, boy. And the boy looks down, and it's the nuclear codes. And Donald Trump can look at that businesswoman sitting on the couch with him, only inches away from his sweaty balls as they're about to pop out of his shorts. And he can say, I read all those papers. Me, Donald J. Trump, I read all the papers on that cart. I could be wrong about everything, though, because I don't follow the news that closely, especially on TV. I never watch cable news, guys. One of the few things I watched on TV this weekend, though... Uh, football is back. The concussions are back. The helmet-to-helmet contact, you're damn right that's back. The unnecessary roughness, that's back as well. And something got me in the mood for Labor Day. Something got me in the mood for Labor Day like nothing else can. Because football always starts right before Labor Day, guys. When I see, not the first game, it's not when I see my first game, it's when I see my first Achilles injury of the season. That's when I know Labor Day's right around the corner because the first college football weekend, the first real college football weekend is right before Labor Day. And when I see my first devastating Achilles injury, my uh, my appendages start to tingle because my hands know that they're about to make some hamburgers and enjoy a nice Labor Day. Now, I don't know the history of Labor Day and I don't know who started it and I've never bothered to look it up or even care. For some people, it means the unofficial end of summer, which I couldn't be happier about. For others, guys, it's about spending time with friends and family, with loved ones. But that's not what it means to me. What it means to me, guys, is hamburgers, married with children, and frisbee. That's right. Labor Day means three things to me. First, hamburgers. You have to go and get all the ingredients the morning of Labor Day because you're going to need to be inspired. You need to channel the holiday's energy and pick out the right items. Now, what am I talking about? Various cheeses. Multiple cheeses are required for a proper Labor Day hamburger spread. We're going to put different cheeses on a lot of different burgers. Everyone in attendance, by the way, if there is anyone in attendance, because I've done this with just one, I've done this solo and I've done it with other people. Everyone is required to eat two burgers at the Labor Day Bash. At the Labor Day Bash, you're required to eat two burgers, one that you choose and one that I choose for you, and you have no choice. So various cheeses will be acquired. We need good lettuce. We don't need watery iceberg bullshit lettuce. We need nice bib lettuce. And we need buns that are soft. So we're going the day of and we're getting all these ingredients and we're going to be inspired. Our cheese choices are going to be inspired. That's what needs to happen this Labor Day, guys. I'm giving you the information that you need to really have a a bitchin' Labor Day. So pay attention. One, we're getting the ingredients. Two, we're going to go home. We can cook inside or outside. 
depending on the weather. Today here, it's rainy. I'll be cooking my hamburgers inside. Between 4.45 and 7.15 in the afternoon is when we cook. We're not going to cook before then, and we're sure as shit not going to cook after that. Usually somewhere around 5.15, 5.20, you fire up the grill and you start cooking. In the background, you're going to pay attention to it, but you're not really going to pay attention to it. You need to be playing the Married with Children Labor Day episode. It's the only Labor Day episode of any show that I know, but it is a pretty good episode. It's the only episode where Al actually wants to have sex with Peggy. It's, it's, it's off character for him, but he gets off on having an off day. It's his day. Just like it's my day, it's his day, and he, it gets a little rapey, but they're married, so I guess it's just, it's barely consensual sex that he's having with her in the Labor Day Married with Children episode, and they cook hamburgers. They're going to be cooking hamburgers on the screen while you cook hamburgers in real life, and you might say, how did this tradition start? It started because that's the only Labor Day episode of any show that I know. So that's on in the background, you're cooking the hamburgers, and all throughout the day, I haven't told you guys until this now, but now you're going to find out. The, the thing that ties all of this Labor Day, this entire extravaganza together is, I'm going to be talking about playing Frisbee non-stop. That's the key to the holiday for me. I'm going to talk about playing Frisbee in the park, and I'm going to talk about it a lot, and I'm going to talk about it to anybody that'll listen, even if I don't really know them. But that's the whole day to me. Hamburgers married with children, and you talk about playing Frisbee in the park, and you don't actually ever play Frisbee. That's the key. You don't actually ever play Frisbee. It works even better if you have a Frisbee in the home because then the threat is very real. I've found that most people don't want to go and play Frisbee. You might have people around you that want to go and play Frisbee and then you can go to the park and play Frisbee. But really? You don't need to go to the park and play Frisbee. You just talk about playing Frisbee all day and it'll annoy everybody around you. And I get off on that a little bit. I get off just a little bit on... uh, Everybody around me knowing that I'm going to once again talk about Frisbee for an entire day. And I haven't played Frisbee in a decade or longer. But I'm going to talk about it from sun up to sundown. That's the rule. After sundown, you don't have to talk about playing Frisbee anymore. Because who's going to play Frisbee in the dark? That's come up, and that to me is not an issue. I'm not going to play Frisbee in the dark, so I'm not going to talk about playing Frisbee after dark. What is this music? Really droning on there, aren't you? Really droning on. What are you doing back in here? What are you talking about? We've never met. You guys all have the exact same voice. Are you from the abortion? What is this music? This isn't. This is Italian music. What? What are you? What are you here for? I'm here. I've been sent to find uh, tomato products. I heard there's a shortage, and uh, I'm on a quest to find the ripest American tomatoes to return to Italy with. You guys all have the same voice, which is, it's nice because that way we can uh, avoid any uh, possible uh, complaints for uh, me trying to do all the voices of uh, all the uh, different, uh, you're droning on again, yeah, we get it, you just do one voice, I've been sitting here, you've already said that, I've been sitting here, uh, I'm striking out of here, man, I've been all over the west coast looking for the ripest, the ripest tomatoes and I can't find shit. All right, good luck with that. Um, there's a bus over there, and um, that bus actually is... Uh, yeah, the Freedom Bus. The Freedom Bus. That's, that's where the migrants are, are going to... Uh... Yeah, maybe take that uh, Freedom Bus right over there to Washington, D.C. Maybe they, they have some tomatoes there. I don't know. She's 
she's been all over the... I don't know if that's a she or a he voice still. But the point is, they've been all over the West Coast looking for the ripest. God damn. We have heroes to talk about, ladies and gentlemen. And it doesn't come along very often that you get a real hero. Let alone two. Let alone a mother and daughter. So we've got to talk about it. A New York mother and daughter. This is a... Uh, New York Post story. A New York mother and daughter scammed 850000 in credit cards to fund lavish lifestyle. You know, fuck it. This is, this is worthy of... I gotta stand up. It's a goddamn... I can't complain. Standing. It's a standing ovation. That's what it is. That's what it is, guys. Because these are American heroes. They orchestrated... A 13-year scheme that involved thousands of credit card transactions where at, whereby Karen falsely reported even though she incurred legitimate charges as fraudulent. Fraudulent charges. They were, they were just reporting all the charges as fraudulent charges and it went on for 13 years. In my opinion, that's not even on them. At some Okay, they should be responsible for like the first 30000 or something, but at some point it's got to be on the credit card companies. This is, and it's a mother and daughter. One, one of them's 61, the other one's 33. You know what I would do? I would just make sure, because it says lavish lifestyle, I, in court, I would want to check that out. I would say, okay, this Prada bag, this this very expensive Prada bag that you bought, can we see a few pictures of you styling that bag? Or if you have it available, can you bring it into court so we can do a little uh, on-the-stand fashion show? Can we do that? Because I'm on the fence about these charges. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm on the fence about these charges. And it says on it says in the article on numerous occasions, Karen booked travel both for foreign and domestic to exotic destinations, including Paris, Milan, Norway, Costa Rica, and Hawaii. Those are exotic destinations. And I'm on the fence enough about these charges. I need to see some pictures. When you were committing this fraud, were you doing it in a tasteful fashion? Because that's what, to me, a lavish lifestyle implies. Well, I don't know if tasteful would be the word, but I, I would say a, like a high-end. That's what I need to see. I need to see high-end gear. Are you buying really nice handbags? Do they? Does the blouse, does the shirt match the necklace? Does Are you looking good? That's what, it, that's what they're going to be the final determination for me because if they were living a lavish lifestyle truly and they were blinged out traveling to exotic destinations jewels the finest in jewels i don't want to see any fake jewels i need proof that all of their diamonds are blood diamonds i want them from the dirtiest sources imaginable and the highest quality imaginable i don't want to see them taking the cheap route out I mean, to me, if they're doing this right, they're American heroes. And you might say that's totally illogical. It makes no sense. And that's no defense. And they should go to jail for a long period of time. And they're absolutely not heroes. And you might be right about all that, but you are wrong about one thing. We have a hero in this story because guess what, Karen, the older woman, guess what she used to be? A teacher. That's right, guys. A teacher. And I've heard from many people many times that the, our teachers are heroes. Well, guess what? She was a hero then to a lot of kids, and she's a hero now to me as she as she gets over on these credit card companies for once. They get over on everybody else. She got over on them for 13 years. 
It also says she later recruited her daughter to join the family racket. That is a good mother. That is a mother who cares about her child. She sees her child, and I don't know if this is very accurate, but I'm going to speculate. Her child was floundering a little bit. And mom said, guess what? I'm going to throw you a bone. I'm going to cut you in on the family business. That's a good caring mother to me. But I'm not surprised. Nobody appreciates an artist anymore, much less a con artist, I guess. We're required to read this. Uh, There's a CNN story that says this city has around 20 days of fresh water left. Officials are racing to find another source. There's a city in New Mexico. A city in New Mexico that's in desperate need of help. Fire has scorched their land. Fire has ruined their water. They have water. But there's impurities in the water that could cause cancer. Yes, cancer. Impurities in the water that could make the residents of this New Mexico town sick. That's where Pure Russian Rainwater is here to help. Ladies and gentlemen, Pure Russian Rainwater. Still 98% pure and 99% nuclear free. You know a lot of things about Pure Rainwater from this show, but one thing you don't know about Pure Russian Rainwater... One drop. Not even a can. I told you last week that a can could put out a car fire. One drop of pure Russian rainwater can purify up to 10 gallons of regular water. So by my math, we just need a few dozen cases of pure Russian rainwater. We'll ship them to New Mexico. They'll pour a few cans into their reservoir, and guess what? That water will be drinkable for for forever for all their people. Pure Russian rainwater, the solution to all life's problems. A lot of people say when it rains in Russia, it rains in Russia. But we here at Pure Russian Rainwater believe when it rains in Russia, it rains for the whole world. Let's give it a try now. You can... You can taste a little of the radiation. Pure Russian Rainwater, the dictator's water since 1997 giving a whole new meaning to a drop in the bucket. You guys know at least one guy out there was impressed by Trump taking all those documents. He was just like, oh shit, I didn't know he could read like that. He really reads. He should work in a library. See you next Tuesday. Goodbye. Same thing with Curious. All of the the Britney Spears scents, they're terrible. (laughs) The Curious is the one that I know about. I mean, Curious is definitely the better bottle, but like, they all smell like... They all smell like if glitter had sweat. Oh. That's the only way that I can really describe it. 
Like a long night of trying to put yourself through college. Wow.